Hey, good people, this is your N.I. Dom, back with another reflection. And this is a personal journal for contemplative people looking to think, grow, and have impact in the world. So, hey. The model, the mirror, and the hanger. The model, the mirror, and the hanger is my starting point. And each of those are symbols of a story or a... And a consideration. I want to say truth, but I don't. I don't think. I don't think that I can call those truths. Um, there, some of them are stories or events, and some of those are points of consciousness. And um, and so I'm starting off with symbols: the model, the mirror, and the hanger. Um, and you're going to hear some themes that, um, you know, clearly this project has some ongoing themes because it's a journal of my life, which I don't like, <laughs> but it is what it is. I'll have to talk about that at some other point, but, um, so there will be familiar themes, but, um, I dare say that each time I loop back into these themes, I get more nuanced, I get clearer, and I have deeper, new insights, new points of learning. And hopefully there are some of you who are not just here for the looping um, or what I feel, the drama. I don't like those, even though one of my listeners said he doesn't see it as drama. I do. Um, a lot of times when I'm lingering in just talking about events and people, I don't like those. But I get on there and I, I unpack it, I process it all the same because it is part of my S-E-N-I axis, right? I'm in the world, I'm having experiences, and my N-I is making meaning out of it. That is what it is. Um... And so I think this notion of me not liking that is going to speak to one of those symbols, the model, because I think it's connected to the T part of me. But we will talk about that on the other side. I just wanted to to let you know that nothing here is new, but a lot is new. <laughs> so I also want to tell you that um, there are probably going to be a lot of contradictions in this reflections. Excuse me, this reflection. And so if you are a TI user, and TIs can be, in my opinion, sorry, I feel like you guys can be pretty fixed and rigid, and um, and you just be prepared to have your TI panties in a bunch, because I'm probably going to contradict myself, because when you're trying to figure some things out, this is not always about being having a fixed answer. It's about exploration. Damn, that sounds like introverted intuition, um, excuse me, extroverted intuition, doesn't it? Exploration. But it's exploration of the mind and not exploration of the world. Anyway, we're going to get into some type, a lot of type talk today. So let me, let me not belabor it, do my disclaimers and get started in this reflection. 
If you're new to this project, this is a personal journal where I process my inner and my outer worlds. I do so by using personality theory. The two theories that I use the most are the Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram, pushing those two systems together. I identify as an INTJ8. I also identify as an African-American woman from a lower socioeconomic background and from intergenerational trauma. I'm a trained and practicing educator of about 30 years. Half of that time has been in leadership. Politically, I lean into tenets of critical race feminism, which means I have an intellectual sensitivity of social constructs of power, situated in, such as race, class, gender, sexuality, to name a few. This project is unedited and is unscripted. To know more about it or me, feel free to go to my website at yournidom.wordpress.com. Under five minutes. <laughs> so I do want to do... Um, uh, I want to do a little, little, little housekeeping. Um, I went back and I listened to a couple of episodes um, in the past. And I don't think I've said this to you all, but oftentimes you will be able to, you can hear my, if I'm in the house, like when I'm outside walking, I let you all know I'm out walking. You're going to hear the birds, you're going to hear dogs, you're going to hear cars, you're going to hear wind, right? I tell you that. I don't really give you that information when I'm in my house. Even when I'm in my car, I'll tell you most of the time. But when I'm in my house, I don't tell you about the background noises that I am aware that you can hear them. And so oftentimes you're going to hear the fan or the heater, the furnace, I guess. Um, it blows out heat so that you can hear that. You should be able to hear some music in the background right now. Um, there's some jazz in one room and there's a radio playing in another room. We could talk about why I'm doing that. There's a reason for that. I'm not going to get into that now. But I want to let you know that that might, if you hear that, I'm aware that you can hear that. But that is not for your pleasure, but it is for, um, for, for me and, and something that if you've been following this project for a while, you, you might know. Anyway, we're not going to go into that because I will definitely fall into a rabbit hole there. Um, I was going to give one up. Oh, oftentimes when the people above me, um, they start dropping things on the floor. They start stomping. Um, you know, they do these things. And I'm like, you have to do that. You must be doing those things to be visible, to center yourself in my world. Because it's uh, it's just extra. It's just extra. It's it's just so so much, so much extraness, if you will. <laughs> it's a whole lot of extra. And, um, and so that's that. And I've gotten to a place where I just accept it as it is. It is what it is. It just is what it is. I've been studying a lot about the difference between like personality theory and like personality psychology and abnormal psychology. When does a person cross over from being distinctive to having a mental health issue? Right. Anyway, those are, that's a rabbit hole. I'm not going there today, but I just want to let you know that. And. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to say to y'all is my feelings are hurt. <laughs> I told you I'm about to contradict myself. So listen, that last episode I released to you all, I don't even know what it's called. Suffering the call? The call? I don't remember what I titled, but it's the very last one. It's the one right before this one. And in it, I'm talking about leadership and money through the lens of spirituality that was such a good episode for me because um I was really I've been on a loop about leadership and 
and the kind of leadership I'm supposed to do. But in order to do the leadership I'm supposed to do, it's going to disconnect me from the money that I want. And, um, and I'm really struggling with that and trying to re- reconcile what's more important to me, leadership or the money. And in that particular uh, reflection, what I'm trying to do is link them together, the leadership and the money, right? So that I'm, I'm doing the leadership that I want to do and I'm going after the money that I want to have. But it's very hard for me to link them together. And that's when I had to talk about my spirituality, not religion, spirituality. I know there are people who are religious who try to say that they're not religious, they're spiritual. And I hope I'm not coming across like that. And it's okay if you, it's okay. Because actually religion is spiritual. It is. But the kind of religion I'm talking about is when it's now standardized. When it's a standard, it's a, it's, it's the, it's the religion of a collective. And then it's standardized. And when it's standardized, then there are gatekeepers about what it is and what it isn't. And I'm not talking about collective religion. I'm talking about like a person's individual religion or their individual spirituality. And these are the things that they do to be connected to their truth or to a higher truth or an inner truth. Or, you know what I mean? Like, whether you call that a God or not, you know, it, where there's nature, whether it's your inner world, you know, um, whether it's consciousness, you know, energy, vibrations, it's just whatever it is that you do to get connected to the thing that allows you to um, be at your higher self. That is your religion or your individual spirituality. I didn't plan to say that, but if people looked at that and they saw the word spirituality, it was like, nah, listen, I think a lot of times this personality psychology and this type community, that can really be a religion, you know, um, the way I treat my personality theory books, the way I treat my books, period, I got some staples, some books that I have on repeat. Those are like sacred texts to me, sacred texts as like the Bible. And I'm not trying to be blasphemous. Right. I'm not trying to, but I do reference those books often. I'll go back and reread them and reread them. If I'm in a time of struggle and all that, I'll go back and I'll take a look at those books. I'll go to my type community on YouTube and I'll listen and it settles me. Right. So anyway, I brought all of that up to say that um, you all um, didn't really listen to that episode and I don't know why. I, and I listened to it. And I didn't think it was a terrible. I really didn't think it was a terrible reflection. So then it made me think. And I know I'm in a, I am in a rabbit hole. But this is something I did want to say to you all. It made me wonder if. Because uh, you guys have been really spoiling me. Um, this season. I mean I've been getting good downloads. I got about 20 of you all I think. That are here for this project. Um, it's grown to 20. I'm very proud of that because I remember when I hit three faithful listeners, I was like, it's three people. Yay. You know, and, and I don't market this project. I don't, it's completely disconnected from my life. And I want to talk about that because I'm anyway, 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 anyway. Um, and so I'm, I'm happy. I'm very pleased with the 20 and you all, the 20 of you, you've been spoiling me. I do a recording. You listen right away. And you didn't do that with this last one. And so it's either because it was talking about spirituality. 
it was, it could be because I was just all over the place and not making any sense, but I didn't feel that. And I've, I've done recordings where I'm like, this sounds like complete gibberish and you all listen to it. So I don't think it was the, uh, I don't think it was the way I moved about in, uh, cognitively. I don't think I could be wrong, but I don't think that I'm like, because it's either that spirituality piece or, or, um, other, or you could be listening to, you could have been listening to those other episodes because I've been talking about the drama of this person in my life that's sick and me dealing with the person and then the drama at my job. And as much as I have grown to be okay with talking about the drama, when I'm dealing with, when I say drama, I'm talking about people oriented stuff. That's not, that's not what this project is limited to. I allow it. I allow those stories to come out of my mouth, even though I initially I hated those stories. I don't hate them anymore because it's what it is. It is what it means to be human. You know, even though, you know, the, the, the NT part of me, NTJ part of me doesn't really want to talk about those people, but it is what it means to be in the social world, to be human as a social being in the social world. It is what it's, it is what it is, but, um, but I also want to be able to talk about the things that are kind of, I like to talk about concepts. I'm a concept person. And so it was like, oh, they didn't listen to it. Now for the nine of you who listened to it, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I had to be careful because a part of me was just so like, I've been in a concept place in the last two weeks. And I was like, well, I can get hit the record button and talk about a concept and they're not going to listen to it. So what's the point? You know, I've been doing a lot of private reflections and then I was, then another part of me is like, yeah, but those nine people who listen, then you get on this, you get on this recording and you hit the button for those nine people. If there are nine people who are here for the concepts, then you, you do that. Um, and don't get, don't get distracted by the number of, place but anyway I just wanted to let you all know that I've been like processing that because part of me and then the, the eight part of me was like oh oh you're not going to listen to the things I want to talk about then I ain't talking about it at all <laughs> I'm not talking at all anyway uh y'all know I'm an eight <laughs> and that does kind of relate to something I want to talk about today one of the one of the symbols the model so anyway without further ado let me drop into the the my opening the model the the um the model the mirror and the hanger and um and all three of those events really have been um or those concepts have been on repeat in the last it's been almost two weeks since i've spoken with you all and those three things have been on repeat um and i am kind of glad that i did take this time to sit with that before I hit the record button because it is really intriguing to me um, kind of where I'm at in my thinking today about those three. So let's start with the model. This is going to be a complicated one. And I actually thought I was going to hit the record button and just strictly to talk about this one thing. And what I was going to call it was the case of the ENTJ. So the model is about the ENTJ. And that has taken up the most of my time. 
And I really want to talk about that with you all today. But, um, but then I'm not done talk. I'm not done with my exploration of the ENTJ. And so if I'm going to come and do a recording with you all called the case of the ENTJ, I want to be able to flush that out a little more. And I'm not ready to flush it, flush it out. This is some more studying and some more exploring <laughs> that I want to do. And um, so I'm not ready, but I can give it to you a little bit. And so I'm calling it the model. <sighs> and this is hard because I want to talk. I'm belaboring the point. I'm going to talk about it. And some of you are going to be like, I knew this. I knew this all along. I've been waiting for you to know it. It's a uh, television show that I watch on repeat. And one of the characters is gay. And um, and so he's talking to his mom. And he's probably in a, almost 40. And he's out. He's married to a man. It's all. None of none of this is new. But there there was something that happened in his childhood. And they're, they're processing it. And it was before he came to terms with being gay as a kid. And his mom was like, I always knew. I always knew you were gay. I was just waiting for you to figure it out. And that's kind of how I feel about this particular topic, about the ENTJ. Because I don't want some of you to be like, we always knew you were an ENTJ. And we were waiting for you to say it. We were just waiting for you to come to terms with it. Because I'm not sure. I still think I'm an INTJ. I really do think I'm an INTJ. But there is something about the ENTJ that has been pulling me, guiding me, comforting me, and challenging me. And that's why I need to get into it some more. But I just, as I unpack this a little bit, I want you to, I want to let you know this is hard because, um, one of the young ladies, I met a young lady online and, um, and we had a really solid interaction for about a year. Then she came back in another year and she talked about how she thinks she thought she mistyped herself. And I'm like, yo, how is it that you were spending so much time? Like she thought she was an INFJ. All that time, for over a year, we had deep discussions about her being an INFJ. Deep, sound, rational, nuanced discussions about being an INFJ. So much, we it was never a question. And for her to come back a year or two later and was like, I think I mistyped. I think I'm an INTJ. And I'm like, I didn't like that. I felt it was irrational. <laughs> I was like, how could you not know that? And then here I am. Here I am. I'm I'm in a place where I'm questioning the ENTJ for myself. I still don't think that it's me. But I feel obligated to question it all the same. Now, I've questioned me being an INTP lightly was fun. I didn't feel proud. I didn't feel challenged by exploring the INTP. It was fun. And most of that exploration of being an INTP happened long before this project. I mean, it was like a two-week window, and it was years ago. But even that I've been thinking about, even that window of thinking I was an INTP connects to my thinking about an ENTJ because the T is at the top. 
And so that's the thing. Like, there's a part of me that thinks just my relationship to T.E. It's like, oh, um, you guys, this is a hard one because there's like five things I want to say out at one time. And I'm sorry, I'm about to get disjointed. Um, there are two things. There are two things that make this the ENTJ relevant to the INTP. First of all, it puts the T at the top of the stack. So for the INTP, it's TI. For the ENTJ, it's TE. And whether it's TI or TE, and all those are different, although they have different directions, there is something um, constant about thinking. Whether it's thinking introvertedly or thinking extrovertedly, there is a common component of thinking. So whether, you know, to, to, if, if it was a, if, if that thing was able, if I was able to entertain that thing to be at the top of the stack, that thinking component to be at the top of my stack as an INTP, then I should be willing to think about it at the top of my stack as an ENTJ. Now you know what you know what's throwing me, right? You know what's throwing me. It's the extroversion and introversion. It's never been a question for me as an well. No, it's never been a question for me as an introvert. It really hasn't. I really feel introverted. I've never said I was a high introvert. Never. I've never said I was a high introvert. I've always said I'm a moderate introvert. The other thing about me is that I think that I, would, I started playing around with this idea of a, a social introvert. Because there are times that I'll do social. But even when I do social, I'm still introverted. So I like to be in groups. But when I'm in groups, I'm not talking. I'm in those groups. I'm observing, observing. I'm quiet. I'm taking it in. So even when the social part of me is active, I'm not extroverting. So that's the T. And that made sense, T-I. Now let's jump over to the T-E. You've also heard me talk about when I'm at work, I'm a, I, that T-E is a beast. It is on something. You know the expression. It was on crack or something, right? It, it's just on something. I'm unapologetic. I've taken up space. And that's something I've been saying. And that's T, you know, that's, that's thinking at the top. And how I've reconciled that is that I'm like, well, this is just because I'm at work and my work is based on my education and my training. And I got 30 years of this. I've got three degrees. So I've, I've made so much peace between being an INTJ versus an ENTJ. And this is how I made peace, being an INTJ over an ENTJ. I've, I've made peace because I said, they say in, uh, INTJs are more contemplative. They're going to consider a thing more. And ENTJ is going to act. When I'm at work, I'm acting pretty rapidly. 
almost to a place where it's like, yo, just sit down. I sometimes have to go into a, not sometimes, I often go into a meeting and I have to coach myself before I enter that meeting. Like when you go in that meeting, do not run your mouth, do not take charge, sit down, just sit back, just shut up. And then I get into that meeting and I'm like wrestling with myself and then I'm like, Wah! and I take over. Oftentimes, oftentimes, y'all, more times than not. And now I've watched myself, okay, because, you know, I was outside of, out, oh, my God, this is confusing to me because I was outside of the work domain. Mm-mm. Was, yeah, outside of the traditional employment domain for almost almost 10 years. When did I go back into the work domain? I went back officially full-time in 2019. I stepped out of it full-time in 2011. Okay, so eight years. A full-time being in a, in a system. All right, it's being inside of a system. So most of that time is when I really was deepening my understanding of, of personality theory. So I wasn't, as I was really deepening my knowledge of personality systems, I wasn't in the system working. I was on my own, doing contracts, writing, researching. So it was a lot of introversion. And I was able to settle into that. Okay, I come back into the system of work. And I've been really thinking about the relationship between um, the system of the job and the SE-ness of the job, the physicality of the job, the physical, the sensory sensations of the job. And I'm an educator, so I've been working in a school building. School buildings have halls. They have clocks. They got um, alarms. Every 45 minutes or every 90 minutes of a block, there's a the bell rings unless you know it's time to change, right? You have movement, people moving in particular directions, right? And when I got back into that system after being out of it for eight years, there was just something very, very um, uh, comforting, um, motivating about that for me. And I just thought, well, you know, you've been doing this for a while. You came out of, you know, as a young adult, this is your career. You came. And so I just thought, well, this is just being reminded, like seeing a ch- old childhood friend and like, oh, I remember you. And that's kind of what I thought. Okay. Then I was, what, you know, I, and you've, I've recently talked about this. The first, the first three to four months. And also in the last four years, five years, I've changed jobs all in education, but I've changed physical spaces, different people. And each year, I would take the first four months and I'm working that space. I'm getting to know those people, getting to know, right? And I'm like, oh, that looks very N-E. Never, never associated that with T-E. Never. I was like, oh, that just feels very N-E because after I did it, I was done. So I thought I was dropping into that fifth part of my, fifth part of my um, stack, the extroverted intuition. And I'm, and I wasn't, I'm like talking to the people, but I knew it wasn't really about those people. I knew I was trying to learn the system. I was trying to learn the system through those people. 
This is really tough for me to talk through, y'all, because this, like, I don't, I spend way too much time analyzing for me to have this big of a gap. This feels like a really gross gap for me. It does. But let's just hang in here. So um, the first five months, I'm working that working that building, and I'm getting to know those people. And last, not this year, but last year, I was in five buildings at least. I'm getting to know those, particularly the leaders of those buildings. And I'm learning those because there was a larger system. There was a district that I was trying to learn, right? All that time, I thought it was an extroverted intuition because once I got to a place which is called saturation, where I was, everything now I was learning, it was starting to hit repeat. I was like, I'm done. I don't need to do this anymore. And I started falling off, started falling back. And in what in my mind, I started settling back into my introversion. Like, okay, I'm done. I'm done doing that. Let's go back to do, I'm going to mind my own business, I'm going to do my job, and I'm going to get out of here, right? Okay. And that still might be true. The point of bringing that up is that I always associated that with extroverted intuition. And now, now, I'm like, what if that's extroverted thinking? Because if, let's just, let's just, let me just challenge myself out loud. Because I wasn't just learning with those people. There wasn't just learning and learning the system through them. What I'm wondering today, I did not think this then. I did not think this in these episodes when you go back and you listen to me talking about me dropping down into the fifth function of my stack, extrovert intuition. I didn't think that then. I'm thinking it today. It's Sunday, April 16th, 2023. <laughs> today, I'm wondering if. I wasn't just learning those people. I was also situating myself with those people. Letting those people know what I know. Letting those people know what I'm thinking. And in some ways, in some ways, positioning those people in a way that I want, in terms of the way I want, how I want to impact the system. Right? I want to have an impact on that system. And I'm now going to start engaging you to fill you out for you to get to know me. And so that when I do move forward to, to, to do that, to have this impact on this system, I'll be able to come back to you. And even if I come back to you and you are a resistor, I am already going to know what I need to do with you moving forward. That's a possibility, y'all. That is a strong possibility. The reason why that's tough for me to just embrace it is because I never had a, a desire or a vision to take over those spaces. Because in my mind, I'm like, this is just a job because I got a bigger vision I'm working on. But one of the things I've learned in the last four years about myself, even though I have this grand master vision, and even though I would come home on the weekends and I'm working it, the job was taking a lot of my Self, a lot of a lot of my time, a lot of my energy, a lot of my intuition, and there was this conflict because I didn't want to give myself over to that system. I didn't want to make that system my bit. Like I didn't want to. I don't. I still don't want to do that. I think about this system like I didn't want to run that. 
I didn't want to possess it. I didn't want to own that. But there still was a part of me that was possessing, owning it, running it. Low key though. It was a low key the way I was doing it. I still think I can justify doing that as an INTJ though. But I do. But that TE, when that TE was activated and I was going about in that building or in those buildings, I was, I think it was low key positioning. Low key positioning. I don't, I don't mean to sound inappropriate, but low key priming. And there was some learning. I was learning about the system, but I was also positioning. I was learning about the system. I was positioning myself in the system and I was priming people. So that when I was ready to come back and position them. And that's, I don't know. I don't know. that It just, it feels a little gross. Um, it, I feel a little embarrassed to say that out loud. But it is, it, it is, it's, it's a wondering. It's a, it's quite logical. It is quite possible. Okay. So let me tell you why this came up for me, the ENTJ. Like, why am I now considering that? Okay. It's going to go back to that episode that y'all didn't listen to. <laughs> All of this is connecting. The, um, the, um, oh, I don't even, I don't know the name of it, but it's the one where I talk about leadership, money, and spirituality. And where I've been in the last few episodes, it's like, you know, really, like I just said, coming to terms just embracing the leadership part of me. Just really, really having to embrace that. Um, I'm sorry, they're playing one of my, <laughs> the jazz uh, channel I'm listening to in another room. They're pl- playing a song. Like, they play this a lot. Then I'm just realizing what jazz does for my body. I have to talk about jazz. Because I know a lot of people don't like jazz. And I'm never a person that would want to go to a jazz concert. I've been to a jazz concert. I'm like, this is boring. I do not like jazz like that. I do not like jazz where I would go and purchase it. I don't think so. But I love playing it in the house, especially when I've been stressed. There's a relationship between those instruments and my body. There's an SE thing that it does for me. And so anyway, I just got distracted. But um, in in the last few episodes, I've been trying to think about... um, you know, just thinking about leadership, thinking about me as a leader, thinking about me resisting leadership, uh, thinking about me being delusional about leadership, me being um, misinformed about myself and leadership. Like, oh, um, I mean, and just watching me climb back up into, quote unquote, this executive leadership role, right? And or me saying and me realizing and this is still true. Either I'm going to be at the top of the leadership ladder or I'm going to be at the bottom fighting the top. I don't think I've said that. Either I'm going to be at the top running it or I'm going to be at the bottom fighting it. But the leadership piece about me, but being in that middle is insufferable. And that's just something that I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with that learning because now I've got to go back and maybe, maybe do some job search. I don't really know. I've been on a really, I've been on vacation too, by the way. I don't think I told you all that. So I've been on vacation for over a week. It has felt so good. 
I cannot tell you how good it has been feeling for me to just really sit with all of the things that I've been really pondering and understanding and just get quiet. Because for so long, when I had some downtime or quiet time, it wasn't peaceful because I was thinking about how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to eat? How am I going to take care of, you know, the dog, the dogs? So this vacation or, or the last few summers, I took my summer and I'm moving. Last summer I was trying to get this a, a new job, you know. The last few summers, I, well, the last two summers, but the, this past summer it was a big deal because it was a big job. So I haven't had downtime to really just think without an agenda. And so I've been in an NI space. And just really being able to watch and pay attention to what my NI is doing has been phenomenal. And my NI is really, really, really challenging me. Um, you know, NI is not a judgment fun- function, but it is, it is showing me. I, I, it's, I still a cognitive function all the same. It's not making a judgment. It is, but it is showing me. Um, I'm learning and I'm understanding and what I'm learning and understanding is positioning me. It's, it's positioning me. I don't really want to say more now because now my TE has to go to work and I don't want to talk about it until I'm, you know, I just don't really want to talk about it. I want to do it. I don't want to talk about it. I want to be about it, you know, but, um, but anyway, that's the last week has just been amazing in that way. I've had some really good, a lot of time, a lot of time for the NI to do its thing. And the other thing I want to share with you all, and I've said this before, but it's so loud to me now. That axis between the NI and the SE is amazing. Don't play with it. Oftentimes I think about the axis of the TEFI. I know about the NISE axis, but because there's such a gap between the NI and the SE, I don't think about it. It's not a gap between TE and FI, uh, particularly when it's in that middle, like the INTJ, the TE, FI. It's not a gap. I guess that's what I'm theorizing. I don't know. Remember, I told you a lot of contradictions. So I'm, I just, I, I have to move forward even if I don't make sense. I've got to be able to talk this through. As honest as possible, even if it doesn't make sense. All right. I just have to. So, uh, for now. Um, but I've been just becoming more aware of that axis of the NISE. And I've talked about it. All NI is not equal. You know why all NI is not equal? Because everybody NI is connected to the SE. So we all are having different SE experiences. Therefore, the NI is going to be different. What I'm understanding about myself now is that I have to be careful what physical environments I put myself in because that's going to control my NI reflections, my NI learnings, my NI understandings. And so, you know, we talk about a backseat driver, even though the NI is a dominant function. Check this out. That SE in the backseat is a driver, especially when it's inferior, it's driving the NI. Because it's determining all the data that the NI is not going to make meaning out of. 
So I go into these different systems and then I'm now preoccupied with them. And then I do, I have to do all of this work when I get home, all of this work to decompress, to, to declutter, to cleanse, to sanitize, sanitize myself. So then I can go back to an NI purity. And really that NI purity is to project myself into the future, into the space that I'm building. And then do the damn thing. Do what I take the TE and do what I got to do to get to the, the physical space that I am imagining. And then I control the TE to do that. But here's the re- but That SE is loud. And the only way I can cleanse that palate... It's that I gotta go into a, I gotta get it, I gotta get quiet, right? I gotta go on a vacation. I gotta have a few days where I can declutter, like I said, sanitize all of that SE data that's swarming around. Ugh. And I don't like it. It's not like it's fun SE data. It's a distraction. I've got a few days before I go back to vacation, and this is excuse me before I go back to work. And I'm determined. I'm determined to create a different daily routine for myself I'm pretty proud of the routine I've been building which doesn't it takes me some time which is just a disadvantage of switching jobs every year I don't like it because once I have that job I don't care that once I'm familiar with that SE data and it's no longer new I don't have to analyze it I don't have to break it down I can go on and do something else with my NITE but as, as long as that that stuff is new Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Because I got to understand the world I'm in so I can maximize. And then honestly, to, and this is very INTJ-ish, I'm trying to figure out how to do my work with the least amount of energy. That doesn't sound like an eight, does it? I'll have to say I'm eight, five, three. And that, that's been coming up too for me. I've got, I've got so much to say and I don't have the time to, to really linger over an hour today. And this is, this is unfortunate. Because I didn't even touch that other stuff. <sighs> Damn it. And that other stuff is interesting. And I might be able to talk about the hanger here. Anyway. Anyway, let me just do what I can do. Um, so even though I'm an eight in that space... I'm an eight five three, which means I'm trying to figure out how to do what's like. So the um, so the possession when I talked about going into a new space, I'm trying to like um, position myself, and I'm like, I don't really want to run it. I don't want to run it. No, I don't want to run it. But here's what I do want to do. I want to figure it out so I don't have to. I want to figure it out so I can do a really good job. Without spending unnecessary energy on it. And right, and eights have an abundance of energies. Right? Supposedly, right? But I'm not, but I'm not trying to give my energy to that. I have, I've got the energy I want to spend and give something else. Um, I don't know. I don't know. So, I don't know where I'm at. I've gotten, Lost. Give me a second. 
I don't know where I was at, but I know where I was trying to go in the reflection about leadership, right? And then like just being in these, this, okay, here's where I was at, like having this NI time, this time where I'm, I'm not, I don't have any new data to be distracted. So my NI has been able to, it's been able to go where it really, oh, it's just been, it's just been, oh my God, it's been so good. It's been so good. And one of the things that I can see is, you know, my entrepreneurship is, I've got to go, I've got to, I've got to pick up that part of me and question it. Like, I've got to pick it up. Because I still feel like the innovator is is still activated in me. Like, I think even a part of me writing is still me dabbling into the innovative, innovator, innovator in me, right? Because I'm building a model. I'm building it. My writings are all about this conceptual model that I'm building about the world. About education, I'm building a conceptual model about education. And I'm building another conceptual model about social beings in the world and they're connected the education and the social being in the world those are connected so that's all innovation for me that's me the innovator okay but in order for me to move for some of these innovations forward i've got to pick up the entrepreneur part of me i've done it before done it before and i didn't do it begrudgingly it wasn't like i'm like i gotta do this Oh, I got to start calling people. Oh, I got to. It's not that at all. But here's the thing. All of the energy that I use as an entrepreneur, all the energy, all of my tactics, all of my strategies, those are all of the strategies, tactics, and energies I've been using as I've been going into these systems in terms of employment. And that is nonsense. That doesn't make any sense. I guarantee you it doesn't make any sense. That is so clear to me. It's so clear it's gross. That the, the the attributes that I have, I can see it in this current job. I saw it in the job before. That's what got me into the, the trouble I was in last year. When they put me in a position of a principal. Because I was like, all of that, those skills and that drive and that, the initiative and the um, kind of the dominance and the, 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 I don't even know. Was on so display, was on full display. That superintendent was like, yo, we're going to take that. We're going to use that. And I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm not a principal, sir. Don't, don't put me in that position. And, uh, and, uh, I'm sorry. Um, I just got distracted. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not going to go back and... I got distracted about that time when I was trying to tell him, don't put me in that position. You guys, that's all recorded. That whole time period, I talked about it. I said, don't put me there. I'm not a principal. I'm not a, I'm not a, middle, I'm not a middle manager. I said, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to take over. <laughs> oh, no, that's what I want. That's what I want. I need, I need principals like that. And then when I went in there, people didn't like it. And he didn't have enough political stamina, and excuse me, but he didn't have the balls to stand up to that. He didn't, because he he, he craves power. That's fine. 
and the power, he played the politics of power and he didn't put his weight behind me. Not completely. Now, if I would have, here's the thing about being an ENT, if I really were an ENTJ, I would have played that because there was a PowerPoint I had. I had a PowerPoint and I wasn't trying to intentionally play that PowerPoint, although I had it. And he acknowledged it. He put me in his office. He said, he said, you got, you got a constituent base. You got a constituent base that likes you and they write letters for you. I never ask parents to write letters, but as an entrepreneur, when I'm trying to take home and do something, I'll ask for a letter in a minute. Right? I never ask those, those, those constituents to write me letters, to send letters on my behalf. I never asked for that. And they did. Right. So I had, I, you know, if I wanted to lean into that, I could have played Powerball with him, but I had no desire to take over in that system. Although all of those traits about me were activated. That's the confusing part for me. Those, those traits were very much on display. Those TE traits, by the way, if you didn't know, you aren't following me. But my TE traits to me are be, are beholden, are dedicated to the grand vision. But the dilemma is when I'm in those spaces, the SE data point starts crowding out the, the data, um, starts challenging and taking over my energy. And it gets in the way of the grand vision. So the grand vision never goes away. It just gets crowded. Never goes away. It doesn't even get blurry. It just gets crowded with all this other stuff. And I think in my mind, if I really were an ENTJ, it wouldn't be about that grand vision. It would be about the moment. This is where I'm at in the world. I'm in this building. I'm in this system. Let's take over. But there was a taking over all the same, although there was not a desire to take over because it wasn't the grand vision. That's the dilemma. So anyway, I've been on vacation. I've been saying so I'm not I'm not crowded out by any SE data. And so I'm able to just spend time in the grand vision. I'm spending time in the grand vision. And I'm also being it. And I'm also dealing with some truths about this leadership these leadership, this, this leadership truth that I've come to terms with, this executive leadership, and this, and the, and, and, which is so weird. And I say I don't, I don't care about money. That's not true. I do care about money. I do, and I listen to a, um, I listen to a YouTube. It was really a podcast on YouTube about money and the lady was like we just don't understand you have the wrong paradigm for money and I think that's what really was the is the problem it's not that I don't like money I don't like the narratives of money I don't like the paradigms of money and so I've been really just that is that is a shift for me so we got money and we got leadership like those are two things those are two things that I cannot deny and even if I want to deny them, which I was trying to do that, it was taking over me anyway. The leadership piece has been taking over me and my uh, connection to money. Except it just doesn't. But it's not me doing it from the front seat. 
or it's not doing, let me say it differently. It's not me doing it from the driver's seat. It's doing it from the auxiliary. That passenger, that passenger is doing some backseat driving too. My poor NI Dom self. <laughs> if I'm, if I'm really an INTJ, I feel sad <laughs> for the NI Dom me because that TESE has been all kinds of crazy. All kinds of dominance over that NI or driving it. And then we have to ask, am I really an INTJ? So that's a hard, that's hard, y'all. This is hard. I do feel like I'm an INTJ. I really, 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 really do. But I have to come to terms with that T-E-S-E. Let me just say one more thing, and I, I, have to, I do have to start closing here. So earlier in the vacation, I'm like really just trying to take, just really process the the entrepreneurial me because like the entrepreneurial me is never, it's never, it never went away. It just was, it was function as an intrapreneur. That's what it was doing. The entrepreneur was introing it, intrapreneur, doing all of, using all of those quality, qualities of an entrepreneur inside of a system, inside of an already, inside of an already established system that I'm not controlling. That's so, this is all kinds of problematic. Oh my God. Anyway, and so I was like, well, let me study INTJ-ness and entrepreneurship. Like what's, what is, what's going on? Let me better understand this thing. So let me study INTJ and entrepreneurship. I don't think there's a lot of good stuff out there. But what I did come across was this guy, this, this guy who does a lot of talking about, um, he does. He has a lot of videos on INTJs. I don't think he's an INTJ. I don't think he is. Oh, and I've mentioned him before. His name is Love Who. That's the name of his video. That's the name of his, his YouTube channel, Love Who. Anyway, he does this. He does this um, uh, content on trying to type Elon Musk. Matt Elon Musk, the entrepreneur, right? And he's saying people type Elon Musk as either an INTP or an INTJ. So he takes us through, he takes the listener through the consideration of, okay, I can see why he, why people would see him as INTP. I can see really why they say he's an INTJ. But this guy says, I think he's an ENTJ. And here's why. And as I'm listening to him, and I've listened to him talk about the INTJ, ENTJ before, but as I'm listening to him talk about the I, this Elon Musk as an ENTJ versus an INTJ as an entrepreneur, my name is all over that. I'm like, oh my God, I do that. I do that. That's me. That's me. And I'm thinking to myself, what is going on here? What is happening? What is happening? Because I'm, you know, I don't identify as an ENTJ. And so then he's going, he goes into this video and he talks about how this ENTJ man can look like an I look, look introverted. What about him looks introverted? I'm like, oh my gosh. And that's where I started becoming confused. Then I started listening to other ENTJ content. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. Then I started thinking about the, me coming to terms with being an eight in the Enneagram. I'm like, well, you can't argue that because a lot of people associate type eights with ENTJs all the time. 
But I got a healthy relationship with five. I'm an eight, five, threes in my stack, right? I've got a healthy relationship with that five. And I don't like people. I don't enjoy being with people. So, but when I'm in an established system, the T-E me is, oh my God. When I'm in a system, the TE is just off the chain. But I'm not always in a system. And when I'm not inside of a system, I'm not te it like that. I'm in it. So what does that mean? If you, if I'm in a job, if my career puts me in a system, right? And this is one of the things that I'm not excited about for entrepreneurship because there's going to be a window about a, we- a year or two where I'm going to have to function INTP, INTP again. I'm going to be out there TE in it without an SE environment. INTPs do not have SE in their stack. And I'm not motivated by that. I, I want to have some SE experience when I'm working. That's a, that's a very recent breakthrough realization. But it, I've got to build the system. I've got to build the physical space. It's going to take some time to build that physical space. So what I'm going to have to figure out to do is what do I do? How do I simulate an SE environment for myself until I can build the SE, the new SE I just found out about a writing group that gets, well, not, I didn't just find out about it. There's a writing group where people get together and they write together in the same physical space. So something like that. Like, well, why would you go and do that? Well, there's some SE there. There's some, I'm in a, I'm in a physical space. I'm outside of my house. I'm in a physical space. And there's still introversion happening. <laughs> So there's still an ISE happening. It's just perfect. It's perfect. It's like when I go and do karaoke. I'm in the karaoke. And I'm right. I've written some of my best blog posts sitting at the karaoke spot. I did part of my PhD at the karaoke bar. Where I had to do these. I didn't do big assignments at the karaoke bar. But with the way my program, we had to do two small reflections a week for each class. So I was taking like two classes so I had to do four small reflections a week. I kicked those reflections out. And when I was at the karaoke bar, like writing. And then so I'm not in school anymore. I do essays. I do, I'll write a poem. Or I'll write a, a, an essay. Those are all happening when I'm at the, at the, at the, um, not all, but most of those happen when I'm at the, at, at the bar. Right. So there's an essay, there's an essay timber there. I got to get going. But anyway. So part of me, I'm not excited about moving forward without having some SE experience. So I'm going to have to figure out how to simulate the SE until I can rebuild the, S, the, the new SE that's connected to the vision, to the grand vision. Right. So these are the things I have to do because one thing I can't do, and this is, this is really the, the um, wow, this is going to go into the hanger and I'll have to talk about the hanger. The hanger part was the business. I have to. That is a effective immediately 
my vision is no longer about ranking up inside of someone else's system. Now, the only thing that has changed that is God himself or herself. Mother nature herself. Universe herself. I don't really care how you frame it. There would have to be some kind of higher calling that would drop into and be like, we have a school district that we want you to be the superintendent of. Otherwise, and that will still, I would still have to really wrestle with that. But effective today, and there, and I have to, because uh, my organization is the, they've, they're taking those grant dollars and they're repurposing them. So I'm now back on the job market, right? All of us are. And, um, well, that's not true. I could go back into, um, I could go back into the, um, I could go back into the, um, I could, I'm sorry, my brain is going somewhere. I'm sorry. I could travel with those dollars. So they're taking those dollars and they're moving them into another place. I could move with those dollars. I could, I could make a case for doing, I don't want to. Um, so me being able to, um, so I'm not going to travel with those dollars. I'm going to be in a situation where, so they're, you know, I'm on a market and, um, if I want to be, and there's a part of me that doesn't want to be that, I don't want to do it. And as a matter of fact, there's a part of me that says, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. I'm not getting ready to go after another job. I'm only going to go after a certain type of job. <laughs> and the more and more I've been thinking, I've been actually thinking about, um, um, getting a business loan to, you know what I mean? So, and I think if I just had more time to keep, to keep being in the NI space, the, that's where it's going to go. Right. But in, anyway, I feel really good because I put some parameters around what moving forward would be until I can get the SE part rebuilt from my, for the business. But here's what I know. So, you know, if I, if I have to work, um, another year or two, I believe, and I just turned 52, <laughs> um, I believe, I, I fully believe that by 55, I'm going to be fully, fully, fully on my own again, fully in my rightful position, right? That's, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I don't see, I can't see another way. I cannot see another way. I just can't. So, you know, whatever I do in the short term, I have a clear understanding of how to move forward. Right. And so this, the last four or five years has just been very, very, very interesting. I'll have to come back and write about it because I've learned so much about the me that I knew early on in the world. This is really what I'd love to talk about. I have to come back and talk about it, but it's almost like I knew I walked into the me, like some people, they don't learn themselves until later in life. I learned myself early on. And then because it was turbulent, because they were, I mean, of course, just, just think the world, I didn't, I didn't have the maturity. That's what it is. I didn't have the maturity. Oh my God, this is so good. I didn't have the maturity to be the me that I, that I am, that I was then. 
And so I've been delusional. I've been like, well, maybe I'm supposed to take it this route. And, and it's just, no. And so anyway, just all of it, all of it has been bringing me back. I mean, you just look at it. Every, even I went to try out a car. I went to go test drive some cars. All of, most of my cars have been stick shifts until my last car was an automatic. I was like, whatever, I'll get an automatic. It's easier. Because I'm going to be doing some travel, a lot of traveling. It's just easier. I went and tried, I got this, oh God. If, and if this car was a mat, it was an automatic, it was an automatic, but it had a lot of kick. You know, I mean, it had, it revved up really fast, like a stick, like a stick shift, like a manual. And I kept wanting to hit the clutch and change the gears, right? Because that muscle memory was active. It was so active. And I was like, whoa. I mean, it was just like, and it felt good. Like every time I would go to try to move the gear or like hit, I don't know, if you, you got to know how to drive a stick to know what I'm talking about. But put my, my, my left foot, reach for that clutch. Because when you drive a stick, there's a control aspect to it. You're controlling the, how that car moves from gear to gear. Just, oh, every time I think about it, it's like a little rush for me, right? I've forgotten that. And that muscle memory. And so basically I'm saying I'm in these jobs and all of the parts of me that I tried to put to sleep. I tried to put them to sleep. Because I was like, oh no, this is maybe this is the direction I'm supposed to go in. And I've been in these jobs and the part of me that I've been trying to put to sleep has been suffering. And I'm fighting it. And it's fascinating. I mean, as I'm talking, it is so painfully obvious. And I think the what is holding me back. I mean, I've got a few things that I realize. It's the money piece. I don't want to Go without the money, and I'm gonna have to try. I'm gonna have to hit it like a hit on the money. And I don't want to. Um, I know that there's gonna, there's gonna be a hit on there's a I, I'm an eight five three. I often don't talk about the a tri type in the enneagram, but if you look at me through the lens of an ENTJ, you wouldn't be surprised by this. But so me, this <laughs> is so crazy. If I say I'm an eight five three, that three brings out the, that competitive, you know, I got to be at the top, right? The status, right? But it's not a big part of me. That's why I'm like, it's not a big part, small part. But if I say I'm an ENTJ, I would like, oh, I would have to, I would have to, I would have to better acknowledge it. And I'm just starting to come back to accept that part of me. Even though a part of me is like, the other, most of me, I'm like, I'm not, a, I'm not competitive. I don't care. It's not about status, it's not about that. There is a little bit of that in me. It is. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm trying to erase that part of me. I don't know why. That's the part I have to question. What what happened that made me try to do something different? I don't know. I don't know. And I can still be these things as an INTJ. I can still be these things as an INTJ. I firmly believe it, and I do believe it. What I am saying about the model, the the model, the ENTJ, that I'm going to, I think that if, worst case scenario, I'm an ENTJ. Worst case scenario, that I, all this time I've been delusional, I'm really an ENTJ. I don't think that's it, but I'm going to keep the doors open. But the bare minimum is that my TE is still in recovery. 
from that 10-year relationship. And it wasn't the person per se. It was the life it was the life I had to have to be with that person. And it was the person I needed to be to be in that life to be in that person. Yeah. And I've been suffering. I've been like suffering, still trying to be that person. And little by little, little by little, the me is coming back. Little by little. And then as it comes back, I look and go, that's not... That's not the person I'm thinking I'm supposed to be. That's not me. And so then there's all this disjointedness happening. It's a lot of disjointedness. And if I just sit back and just say, hey, and for whatever reason, for whatever reason, I don't want to embrace the ENTJ me. I don't want to embrace that. I, and I have been in spaces with other ENTJs. I don't think that's me, because they they have a they 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 sit they're they're more ready, they're more present in the SC than I am. They they're so present. I don't think that I, either. I'm a if, so if I'm an ENTJ, I'm a delayed, <laughs> I'm a delayed and underdeveloped ENTJ. But I'm more than likely, it's the TE part of me that is um, needing this to have some recovery. It's the TE. And I knew that early on when I first left my relationship and I came back to my hometown and I was trying to get back on my feet. I knew that my TE had been wounded. I knew that. And I talked about it in this podcast, but I haven't talked about it in about a year and what I really believe is there's more TE recovery work I have to do. And one of the things I cannot do is I cannot be in these spaces as a middle manager. And although I don't want to, although I don't want to be a not leader, a non-leader in an organization, I think it would be better for me to be in, um, uh, to be at the bottom of the hierarchy than to be in the middle of the hierarchy. Because at least at the bottom of the hierarchy, I could fight the hierarchy. But to be in the middle of the hierarchy and then people are fighting me and then I'm, oh no, you can't fight me and I'm in the middle. I want to fight. I want to fight the power too. I can't fight the power in the middle. I can fight the power at the bottom and at the top I can run the, I can flip the power. Oh, that's so good. At the top I can flip the power at the bottom. I can fight it. I cannot do that in the middle. So all this time I'm like, I can't do, I can't, I can't. You're like, you can't, you can't go in there. You got to go back on your own. And that's just where I'm going to spend my time. That's where I'm going to be spending my time and my energy. And I don't know what that's going to mean for this project. I don't know what it's going to mean for you all. I don't know. I don't know. And in order to do that, there's a spiritual piece that is attached to that. Because as a black woman getting ready to build the new and walk in that newness with boldness and to possess it and to own it in a way that society doesn't want me to do, I have to have strength to do that. So do I bring this project to an end? Has this project served its purpose? And as we end seek, getting ready to start thinking about season, season six, we're in the middle of it. About the, you know, start thinking, looking at the end of season six. Do we start talking about the close of it? Because I'm in part of my business model is to start running um, 
I'm going to be doing some small group work uh, around um, my 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 framework for the self. I don't want to give the details of, of that here. So I'm going to so you know you guys can just move on over. <laughs> you get to connect to the full me. And then I get sad because there are parts, there are times when I just really want to process my world as a, as though it's a, dern, a journal, as a, though it's a diary. And I won't be able to do that then if I, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't know. But I would love to hear your, I would love to hear from you all um, about if you think I'm an ENTJ and not an INTJ. What do you think about that? And what do you think about me closing this project? Um... And moving this work over into my primary identity, yet losing the ability to talk really openly about people. <laughs> I won't be able to do that when I move it over. I don't know. And that's, that feels like a loss. But those are the two things I would love for you to give me your opinion on. But at any rate, you guys, um, if this reflection has had any value for you, please give it a heart. If this conversation about... What have I talked about? Just leadership, money. I talked a lot about intuition. I've talked a lot about the NISE axis. So I've spoken a lot about that. And I really wanted to go in and talk more about like the difference between the TE and um, when it's auxiliary versus when it's dominant, right? Because it's the same. It is the same function. I think the difference is where, I think the only difference for me is the NI. And I have to say to myself, that NI is always a part of me. It's not something I choose to activate. It can become crowded by the SE clutter. And it can be, and it can be hijacked. Because of the SE, you know, realities. But it's always there. I don't think TE is always active in me. Even though it's high. And I heard one other person say this recently in the type community. And I say it. I'm I'm an an NT dominant person. I'm not just NI dominant. I'm NITE dominant. It's just the NI is a driver. And I don't know if I would, I like the word driver anymore. She's the boss. I don't know. I like the word dominant. But I don't think she's driving. I guess she is. Yes, she is. I don't know. I, I She is. But it's hard to see that because she's not active. Like the TE is active. Or outwardly extroverted active. That's why it's hard to see her as a driver. But she is. But anyway, if any of this talking about type of, you know, cognitive functions, the NISE and the TE, um, if any of this relates to a conversation you've had in the world, entrepreneurship, intrapreneurship, right? Money, leadership, spirituality, if any of this relates to a conversation you've had in in the world, please take this link and share with those participants. If my moving about has caused some randomness in you, I'd love to hear it. You can find me on my website. (laughs) 
at yourandidom.wordpress.com. Oh, Twitter, yourandidom1. YouTube, yourandidom. I have not been on Facebook in a while, so that's yourandidom as well, but I have not been there in a while. Um, let me give you an assignment. Your assignment is to go back and listen to my last episode. <laughs> That's your assignment. <laughs> so I can get out of my feelings about it. No. <laughs> it's all good. Um, <laughs> look at that second function in your stack. Look at your auxiliary function and push it. Push it by looking. So flip it. So if you're an INT... P and the NE is auxiliary. Flip it and start studying ENTP and look at the ENTP and see what can you learn from the ENTP that will help you develop your auxiliary to be more, to grow, right? So find the type that leads with your auxiliary to learn how to grow as a person. Because that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be studying the ENTJ. And I don't think I'm ENTJ. This reflection has really helped me to see that. But I definitely think that there's some more TE work I need to do in my development, in my auxiliary. So that's your assignment. Go explore that auxiliary function as though it's a dominant function, okay? And see how, see where there's room for growth for you. You guys, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you. Until I come back, be well. Bye.